1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. I've waited seven weeks to say this. We've got a full rundown of high school sports on the wrap today. Boys and girls basketball, boys and girls hockey, wrestling in action. Last night, Laker hockey on KDLM against Kitson County Central. Great game by the Lakers. Well, the last 37 seconds was pretty pretty exciting. In case you missed it, uh, we'll go over the Laker boys hockey game against Kitson County Central. If you missed the entire game, we do have it up on our podcast page on demand. Laker Sports on Demand at KDLMRadio.com. Second out of the sports rep, our Laker winter season preview continues with head coach of the girls hockey team, Scott Pepcorn. He's going to join us right around 945. Laker girls hockey not in action last night, not due to weather. Their season actually kicks off against Fergus Falls on Tuesday night. Before we get to uh, Coach Pepcorn, let's recap the last 24 hours in sports. A huge game for the Wild last night in overtime on the West Coast as well. But first, let's start with some uh, some high school sports this morning. Rewind time. Rewind. up back in the Kitson zone, where it's played now at the blue line by Thomas. He'll take a shot. That directs wide. Pass in front. Oh, it's right there for a chance at a goal! Jacob McAllister! That puck pinballed around the slot, and with 37 seconds left... Jacob McAllister gives the Lakers their first lead of the night. Yeah, Lakers down in an early 0-2 hole, but throw, score three unanswered goals to win their opening game last night over Kitson County Central. 3-2 head coach Lakers Ben Noah talked with Charlie Newland after the game. You know, I got to credit uh, Kitson. They came, you know, all the way here, uh, tough road conditions, and they said, you know what, we're we're northern Minnesota uh you know, good old northern Minnesota boys, and, and we're going to make the trip. And, um, you know, we were glad that we got to play. We were fighting it all night. Uh, you know, it, it just a really slow start, but I'm really proud of the guys for responding the way that they did and, and found a way to win. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you, you play a Section 8 game, um, you know, you're going to get teams' best effort, and I thought we got their best effort tonight. A bit of a slow start for the Lakers last night. Head coach Noah talked about that as well. We do. We, we love our line combinations right now, and we're going to try to – try to stick with uh you know something consistent something that we didn't do last year um and because we see some good things in practice and so we you know hope hoping as a coaching staff we're we're thinking you know this is game one first period because we had a great second period we yeah. did and it's it's hard to remember that um when we didn't have a great third period but uh yeah so you know we're gonna have an unbelievable test on saturday and we'll see if we can have a better start yeah, that unbelievable test would be the defending Section 8A champion War Road Warriors with a 2 o'clock faceoff. Other scores in high school boys hockey last night. Rozo downing Bemidji 9-3. to Those War Road Warriors, they uh, beat Thief River Falls, both teams top five in Class A. Uh, War Road over Thief River Falls 4-1 to last night. In girls hockey, River Lakes beating Bemidji 5-3. to Thief River Falls over Crookston. Final score there was 3-1. to in boys basketball, uh, Laker boys had a rough go going to Purim. Purim still undefeated in their new gym, downing the Lakers 70-36 to last night. Zach Oyster leading scorer for the Lakers. He had 14 points. Other scores in boys basketball, Thief River Falls over Rozo 66-27. to Pillager beating Staples Motley 65-53. to Was Ada Borup over Climax Fisher 89-49. West Fargo over Moorhead 90-75. 
Foston beating Norman County East Student hit it all in Dwin Valley last night, 60 to 47. And East Grand Forks over Sacred Heart, 54 to 39. Heartbreaker for the Laker girls in head coach Rachel Johnson's debut. They're downed in overtime against Crosby Ayrton last night, 67 to 63. Lakers play tomorrow afternoon against Aiken at 2 o'clock. That game will be here on KDLM. Other scores in girls basketball last night. Verndale over Bertha Hewitt, 48 to 40. Monaga beating Sabika, 76 to 29. Moorhead with a three-point win over Fargo Shanley, 53 to 50. Parker's Prairie over Hillcrest Lutheran Academy, 64 to 44. Henning over New York Mills, 65-54. Battle Lake, 61. Brandon Evansville, 50. Holly the Nuggets beating Thief River Falls, 65 to 29. Faustin over Winnemac, 92 to 21. Uh, and a couple games postponed last night due to weather as well. That includes East Grand Forks and Dilworth, Glen, and Felton. Also, uh, no score uh, that I have for Park Rapids and Frazee. In wrestling last night, Lakers on the road in Moorhead on the Triangular. We talked to head coach of the Lakers, Rob Elliott, on Monday, and he had uh, some concerns facing a, a, a top 10 Fargo Davies team. Uh, in Moorhead yesterday. Fargo and, and, and North Dakota has been wrestling for a while. They didn't have a pause. This is Detroit Lakes' first meet of the season, hopefully uh, uh, to, to knock some rust off. But the Lakers leave Moorhead with two victories, beating Moorhead 59-9 to and Fargo Davies 42-33. Laker wrestling ranked number three in the state. There's a minute and a half to go here in the overtime. Drew Doughty. Dowdy headmans ahead. Velarde drops it back and it's picked off. A breakaway for Kaprizov. He's in. He shoots. He scores. Kaprizov in his wild debut wins it in overtime, four to three. This kid is going to be so good. He's going to make Minnesota wild hockey exciting to watch again. He's electric. He's dynamic. And in his first ever NHL game, he lifts his team to a win. Wild rallying from a three to one deficit to clip the Kings in overtime last night, four to three. Kaprizov capped off a three point night with his first career NHL goal to help the Wild capture the extra point in the standings. He becomes only the third rookie in league history to score a game winning goal in overtime in his debut. Cam Talbot was between the pipes last night, thirty one saves in his Wild debut. Same two teams meet on Saturday night at the Staples Center for an 8 p.m. puck drop. Other headlines in Minnesota sports. The Timberwolves rematch against the Grizzlies tonight at the Target Center. Wednesday night, the Wolves absolutely fell apart late against Memphis, losing 118-107. to You may have heard the Carl Anthony Towns rant of how we cannot be comfortable with a 10-point lead, with a 20-point lead. This is the NBA yeah, uh, Grizzlies again tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off. Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Okoge each played in Wednesday's loss, and both are listed as questionable against Tyus Jones, Gorgie Jeng, and the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. One of the most inspiring sports stories I've ever come across is that of University of Minnesota placeholder Casey O'Brien. Multiple-time cancer survivor, was still on the field last year, didn't didn't play this year, I don't think. Uh, had three holds in games against Rutgers and Maryland, announcing his retirement from football on Twitter yesterday. Going to start a career in financial planning. 
received the 2019 Disney Spirit Award as college football's most inspirational figure. He was named Minnesota's Big Ten Sportsmanship honoree this last season. O'Brien graduated in three and a half years from the prestigious Carlson School of Management with a degree in finance. He was named All All Big Ten Academic three consecutive years and was a Big Ten Distinguished Scholar uh, in in two of those seasons. So congratulations on a fantastic collegiate career, and uh, we wish Casey O'Brien nothing but the best of luck in the future. Other big sports headlines, the Jacksonville Jaguars have hired their next head coach. His name is Urban Meyer. Won three national championships uh, as the head coach of the University of Florida and Ohio State. 187 wins across his collegiate career. And a big offseason ahead of them, Urban Meyer has the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. I I'm I'm kind of I was kind of cold on Urban Meyer as a head coach in the NFL, but a bit of a homecoming. He he's a legend in Florida for what he did with Tim Tebow in those Florida Gators teams. I I I'm warming up to this hire. NFL playoffs tomorrow and Sunday, four teams will be left standing after the final game on Sunday night. Rams, they're going to start Jared Goff. Uh, Wolford is out this week. Rams at Packers tomorrow. Ravens going to visit Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. On Sunday, the Chiefs, the Chiefs host the Cleveland Browns and the Saints host the rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Second half of the sports wrap, we're talking to Scott Pepcorn. He's the head coach of the Laker girls hockey team. They were not in action last night. Their season begins next Tuesday against Fergus Falls. Westwood coach Pepcorn joins us next on the wrap. Memorable moments in NFL postseason history. Sponsored by Merrill Guided Investing. The nation's premier sporting event first took place on January 15, 1967, after the National and American Football Leagues agreed to meet in an annual championship game as part of their merger. The Super Bowl was born, and Vince Lombardi's Green Bay Packers faced Hank Stram's Kansas City Chiefs. Alex over the Kansas City defense, drops back to throw, his rush gets the ball away, passes it complete to Max McGee at the 15, and he's all alone going into the end zone. So Green Bay has struck. Max McGee's 37-yard touchdown catch was the first score in Super Bowl history. Quarterback Bart Starr was named MVP as the Packers crushed the Chiefs 35-10 in the game that would lay the foundation for Super Sunday. With another memorable moment in NFL postseason history, I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, it's a game day once again for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are right back in action hosting the exact same team they met up with on Wednesday. That's right, the Memphis Grizzlies orchestrated quite the fourth quarter comeback on Wednesday night at the Target Center to ultimately hand the Wolves an 11-point loss. Now this despite Minnesota leading by as many as 12 early in that final frame. The reasoning behind that fourth quarter meltdown? Here's Wolves point guard D'Angelo Russell. I don't think it has anything to do with our mindset. Sticking to the scouting report and executing it, you know, just becoming, turning it up a notch once another team turns it up. They turned it up and we stayed the same. Yeah, Memphis did turn it up a notch. In the first six minutes of that fourth quarter, they shot 71% from the field, including five of five from three-point land. That helped spark a 24-4 to Memphis run, and they never looked back from there. The rematch tonight from Target Center, Wolves and Grizzlies. Our pregame coverage begins at 6.30 on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota hockey after this. 
It's twice as nice to stock up and save with big BOGO deals at your neighborhood Cub. Hurry in today for the Big BOGO Sale. Stock up and save on family favorites like USDA Choice Beef Bottom Round Roast or all-natural pork shoulder roast. Buy one, get one free. Black, red, or green seedless grapes. Buy one, get one free. And Kemp's Ice Cream, you guessed it, buy one, get one free. Don't miss the Big BOGO Sale. Going on now. My Cub, my way. The top-ranked University of Minnesota men's hockey team will host Notre Dame tonight and tomorrow at 3M Arena at Mariucci. Minnesota head coach Bob Motzko says the Fighting Irish bring a tough, hard-nosed style of play that they'll have to match. In fact, this has been a tight series ever since Notre Dame joined the Big Ten. I think it was just said our last 13 games, every game has been by one goal, and except for the one that wasn't was an open net to go to. That's what we're expecting. Jeff Jackson is a great coach. They've got great structure in their game. They get around the rink. They, they, they've been, you know, I, and now I've, you know, it's our third year in the league as a staff. We're starting to get familiar now. It took us two years to really start to know how we had to play against certain teams and 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 trial and error a few times. But that's we're 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 walking right into one goal games. I mean, why is it going to change now after thirteen straight? And that's how I view them in you know, our playoff series last year. We're in for a tug of war this weekend. That's Golden Gopher head coach Bob Motzko. Tonight's game faces off at 7. Tomorrow's starts at 5. And don't forget the top-ranked Gopher women's hockey team also in action today and tomorrow, visiting number 2 Wisconsin. For more info on Gopher hockey, men's and women's, go to gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Friday. Full slate of Laker action last night, but there was something missing. That'd be the Laker girls team. They begin their season next Tuesday night against Fergus Falls. We're joined on the phone now by head coach of the Laker girls hockey team, Scott Pepcorn. Good morning, coach. Uh, good morning, Zeke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us today. So, f- first question I have: uh, Were you and the girls a little envious last night? Were a whole bunch of other girls' games going on across the state? Uh, Bemidji was in action last night, uh, among others. Was it uh, kind of? I, I don't know. Would you prefer to play last night, or would you take the extra couple days before your first game next Tuesday against the Otters? Um, <clears throat> beginning in the season, it's. You always need a little extra time, but um, this season, it's. I talked to Ben Noah too, and he he seems to be about half the season into what they're doing now. And so are we were so we're so far ahead of where we were the last years. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's because the girls did a lot more work in the summer, and we had those summer camps, and they kind of understand us better. And it, you know, the, the girls wanted to play. But they went home and tried to find other games and you know to watch girls teams and they were watching scores which is a which is new for these girls which is they're now they're kind of interested in what people are doing and what we can do against them and oh it is what it is and we'll we'll start next Tuesday yeah uh, a couple extra days of practice nearly two weeks of practice what are some of the challenges uh, that that you've had with the new mask mandate and social distancing? Because social distancing in hockey, not really a, a thing. It's a pretty physical game. Yeah, it's um, started out with the masks. I, uh, 
I actually made my players wear um, neck guards a couple years ago, and they complained about three days, and then now oh, they won't go on the ice without them. Hmm. So the, I, I kind of think that's the same with the masks. You know, it, it's a little tougher because they fill up with water and sweat and snot and all that good stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, they're getting along, and it's you know, it, it, they're they're acclimatizing to it. If there's any word for it, the the social distancing thing with all the mandates in Minnesota, we have to, you know, probably uh, we dress half the team at a time, and they we keep them apart as much as possible, and we keep uh, the JV separated from the varsity if there's an outbreak, and you know, so the whole team doesn't go down. So how does that affect some of the JV kids, kids that you're expecting to maybe step up on one of those uh, the third or fourth lines? To, are, are they getting reps with the, the varsity squad at all, some of those uh, those up-and-down kids? Yeah, I've basically moved, and that's, that's one of the um, – I have four girls that go to both practices, and it's, it's one of those things. Those are the only – crossovers but we keep records on everybody and know when everybody's out there and who's with each other so it, it's it's working so far and basically the girls stay together or away from crowds there's other teams in the state that are already running into trouble with getting together at houses and then somebody has an outbreak and then your practice shuts down and we're trying to stay away from that now we're talking to head coach of the Laker girls hockey team, Scott Pepcorn. Uh, who are some kids on your on your team this year you're expecting some big thing big things from? Introduce us to the the 2021 edition of Laker girls hockey. Um, we we kind of came out with our our lineup for next week, and we have some returners. Um, we're gonna uh, Emma Coley was our leading scorer last year. She's gonna center the first line with Hadley Justison and Maddie Olson. And then we'll go to the next line, which happened to be our third line last year with Olivia Cunningham and Lauren McDougall. And we're going to throw a, 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 a U-12 girl that joined this year, Cadence Thorsteinson, on the right side because she's, she's fit in well this summer and, and, and worked pretty hard. And uh, third line will be Sydney House with Hallie Pavick. She's a senior. Both of those are seniors. And we're going to put Stella Rhodes with that line. And she was one of the girls that started last year for the first time. And and she's improved quite a bit, and that's, that's where we're going to put her. And hopefully that'll work out with three lines. It's it's good to run, try to run three lines, you know, in, in hockey just for the sake of um, energy and keeping the legs fresh. And we got a of the fourth line, we're going to throw another U12, Brooklyn Blake, Clara Lundmark. She was a new skater last year, and Paige Hendricks, which is a U12 that moved up. So it it it, it should be all right. You know, we're we're only missing one one big score off last year's team, so it should look the same. Uh, we did want to make one big change. We moved Ella Hess off of a forward and moved her back to defense as we we're kind of struggling to get a. Uh, two sets of D. She'll play Haley, Haley Stadelman and McKenna Burhans. Then Addie Strand will be with Ella. And we do have another another girl that 
um, is from Purim, and she decided to come out last year, but she couldn't because she broke her foot in cross country. Um, Aspen Roadie, and she'll fit in fine once we get her going. We're going to give her some time on the JV to get her under her, and we'll be fine there. And we we return Thea Horner for her senior season, and hopefully she'll be tough in the net because we'll we'll need that. And our backup JV goalie last year was Anna Jones that came off the soccer team that helped out the team. She graduated, and for the JV goalie this year, we have Alyssa Jones, which was the student manager last year that figured she can do it, so nice. we let her. <laughs> cool story there. The season begins next Tuesday against Fergus Falls. What do we know about the Otters in this rivalry game to kick off the season? Um, what's good about it was I in our bridge league, we uh, we could coach in it, but we couldn't coach our own team. Mm-hmm. So I ended up coaching Fergus Falls. Oh, nice. So I've coached that whole team for three weeks. So they're not bad. They, <laughs> they're a lot of hard workers. They have a very good first line. And, you know, they it's just they work hard. And, it, and the two goalies they have are phenomenal. So we'll have our work cut out for us, but I, I think we can match up with them. Just hopefully we can make it three periods with them. Long trip on Friday uh, at International Falls for a seven thirty game. Other any other uh, matchups you've seen on the schedule that you're kind of kind of licking your chops at this year? Um, Rob Nielsen and I. Sorry about that. My skin just went off. That's all good. <laughs> um, well, we have I Falls, which you know it's one of those games we should win, and we have them twice on our schedule. Um, Morris Benson, um, we have them a couple times. Um, Northern Lakes, we've always played tight, so we lost in the waning moments of those games, which will be fine against them. And Prairie Center, we should take care of them. So I'm looking for a lot more wins this year. And, you know, Crookston, we play tight. And Eastside lost two of their good players. One went to War Road and the other one graduated. So I think we'll be... I think we'll be in the mix with the shortened schedule and we'll be all right till sections. Head coach of the Laker girls hockey team is Scott Pepcorn. You can find the full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. KDLM will be making the trip up to I-Falls with the girls hockey team next Friday, January 22nd. 7.15 pregame show, 7.30 puck drop from Bronco Arena up in I-Falls. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Uh, hope to hear from you again during the season and go Lakers. Thanks, sir. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet. Dude. All right. Thanks again to Coach Pepcorn for joining us on The Wrap today. If you missed any of that interview, you can go back and re-listen to it uh, in moments on demand at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Lakers schedule for the weekend looks like this. There was going to be a dance invite, their first of the season tonight in Frazee. That has been canceled due to weather. Tomorrow, Laker boys hockey traveling to War Road to take on the Warriors. We've got a Laker basketball doubleheader schedule for KDLM tomorrow. Girls taking on Aiken at 2 o'clock and the boys taking on Staples Modley at 7.30. You hear both of those games on KDLM. You can check out the full broadcast schedule online, KDLMRadio.com.
KDLM.com. Tonight on KDLM, the top-ranked University of Minnesota men's hockey team taking on Notre Dame. Back-to-back game tonight and tomorrow. Gophers are 11-1, 9-1 in the Big Ten. Irish are 5-6-1 overall. 3, 4, and 1 in the league. Pre-game show at 6.30. Puck drops from Mariucci Arena at 7 o'clock tonight. And of course, football this weekend. Only four teams will be left after Saturday, after Sunday's game. Excuse me. The one I'm watching uh, is, is Sunday night. Tom Brady, Drew Brees doing battle for the third time this season. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back on Monday, 9.30 on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Joined by Voice of the Gophers, Mike Grimm on Monday. We've got John Millay on the guest list next week as well. Cal Soderk was going to join us on Wednesday. Joining us for the first time this season, talking some twins with Brandon Warren of Access Twins. That's scheduled also online, kdlmradio.com.